winds up Driving when the sun goes down The hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's the lonely sound I spend all day Chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time Now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive I have the white line fever till the day that I die I said 18 wheels rolling on the road It is my life 18 wheels rolling on the road It is my life Hello, friends. This is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, along with my partner, Fred Mooney. I'm excited to be here. We have got a great program for you today. Gary, today we're riding in this brand new truck, and we're going to pick up some listeners and bring Jesus to these drivers on the road for some great music, awesome testimonies, and a little preaching. What we want you to do is give us a call at 618-383-2107 or log on to lonesomeroad.org. So buckle up. Hang on. Get ready. Because we're going to have Church on the Road. 414, a big blue mag. Now it don't matter where I'm going. I just got to drive. I have the white line fever to the day. Well, Fred, the road is our life, and we've got another great program for our listeners out there on that old lonesome road. Today's program was recorded at New Beginnings Church in Columbia City, Indiana. Oh, that's way up north there. I was up there with Roger Barkley Jr., and we're going to have some great music by... Roger Barkley Jr. Yeah, our good friend Roger Barkley Jr. They've been a big supporter of uh, Lonesome Road Ministries for several years now, ever since uh, Pastor Jeff and his wife Jessica came down to our conference in uh, 2016. They came down, they wanted They've to... They've been here for a while. Yeah, they wanted to meet Tony Mack, McMullen, and they came down that year, and that's the year that Tony Mack passed away. And Jeff was really disappointed, and, but after the conference, he decided he wanted to be part of Lonesome Road Ministry, and they, they've been supporting our ministry ever since, not only Pastor Jeff and Jessica, but also their church. So they are a big part of our ministry, so we go up there every year. We've had the McKay Project up there. We've had Roger Barkley Jr. up there. Jessica Horton's been to their church. It's a great church for any gospel music group or evangelist that's traveling up that way. New Beginnings Church 
opens their doors for whosoever. <laughs> well, we're getting ready to listen to one of my favorite instrumentalists and singers, Roger Bartley. Roger Bartley Jr. and the Redemption Band. Band. sang those old hymns 
We go around preaching and singing the word the best way we knew then. Our house was simple. We never had fancy things. We never rode around in big fancy cars. We never had diamond rings. I can't say life was easy. Cause some hard times were known. But through God's grace and a close family, He made our house a home. Oh, but I've got a mansion that I'm moving to with a solid gold driveway and a heavenly view. Oh, Jesus Himself is gonna give me. And it's built on the corner of Grace Avenue and Forgiveness Street. Oh, but I'm not complaining. Cause I know I've been blessed Though I grew up hard The love that I knew It made my life the best You see that old house is still there Where I used to play where I learned that heaven was waiting for me and I'd move her soul. Oh, and I've got a mansion that I'm moving to with a solid gold driveway and a heaven. Jesus himself is gonna give me the key and it's built on the corner of Grace Avenue and Forgiveness Street well Jesus himself he's gonna give me
right? Y'all know what it means when a redneck puts his hat on backwards, right? Now it's getting redneck time. Y'all ready for a Christian redneck song? If that wasn't redneck enough for you, y'all believe that our Jesus is a mighty rushing wind? Y'all really believe it? Use your other hand too. Let me see you do this. All right, now if this computer works the way it's supposed to work, in just a minute you're going to hear us kick off a song says, it says, it says, Did I mention? Some folks call me crazy. That's all right with me.
I got 60 seconds because I timed, I put a timer on this next song, and I'll make sure I get this in here. If you are a born again child of God, you're a minister. We've already talked about it. Listen, I've got a hurt hand. I can't play guitar right now. But God didn't take that away. He's just said we're, it's a season right now. Somebody said, if he took it all away, would you still do what you do? I'd do it a different way. There's a song we're going to share before uh, I turn it back over to Brother Gary, whatever we're going to do next. Even if God did nothing else except for what he's already done for me. I want you to listen to the words of this song. By the way, this altar is open. You need to come pray. They say sometimes you win some. Sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing that. I've stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken it'll be alright. But right now, Right now, I just can't It's easy to sing when there's nothing to bring me down But what will I say when I'm held to the flame like I am right now? It only takes a little faith To move a mountain Well, good thing Cause a little faith is all I have Right now God, when you choose to leave mountains Man. 
Well, it's, it is a privilege and an honor to be here. Look at there. Roger's already working. Roger uh, and Diana and, and Chuck and Rhonda came to me at the conference uh, a couple weeks ago, right? And they said, we feel like God wants us to do more <laughs> for Lonesome Road Ministry. We want to we wanna do more. And what does that in, include? I said, well, <laughs> I don't know. Well, first thing you can do is become chaplains for Channel 21 Ministries. So we got four new chaplains from the conference. Roger's uh, been helping me with a lot of stuff. My uh, media cards, my uh, business cards. Uh, we're starting a new radio station. Got it up and running. Lonesome Road Radio.com. And we got apps for your phones. And so all that being said, Roger's been with me, what, uh, two weeks as partners with Lonesome Road Ministry. And he's in the hospital with an ulcer already. <laughs> we put him in the hospital. So, no. <laughs> work yeah. But anyway, that's, uh, I am uh, thrilled to have them on board. But uh, there's a, you know, God spoke to me about that radio station uh, back the first of March. At, uh, down there, I was at a radio broadcast convention was going around. I, I, I knew I needed to be there. I didn't know why, but I knew God wanted me at that convention. So I went down there and I thought, well, I'm going to hook up with a lot of these uh, stations, you know, and I'll, I'll get more radio programs going. And then I went to this one booth and they said something about starting your own radio station. And it's just like a, a light bulb went off and click. <laughs> why not? You know, and so I started thinking about that and I started researching that. Talked to a couple of the guys that's with me and they thought it was a great idea and the wheels were in motion. Two weeks later, we went to the Mid-America Truck Show and Roger and Diana were there. They was doing music in our booth and they, they was already becoming a big part of Lonesome Road Ministry right there. And uh, it was a setup. God set them up. <laughs> he wants to use them big time in this ministry. But I was uh, telling, talking to Roger, and uh, I said, you know, I think God wants Lonesome Road Ministry to start our own radio station. And I said, but I ain't got a clue what I need to do. He said, that's no problem. He said, I've, I've set up a bunch of them. He said, I can help you do that. And I said, really? <laughs> God sent him right there to me, sitting right there beside of me to help us launch this radio station. He said, yeah, I can do that. He started telling me some of the things that he does. And the guy's amazing. I mean, he, he does so much. He, he's got so many hats on. He don't know which hat to wear most of the time. But uh, he, he's got a media company that does anything that you can think of. And uh, it's got my mind thinking about a lot of things. <laughs> and so I'm so thrilled that Roger is part of Lonesome Road Ministry now. And and we're going to use him in a, in a mighty, powerful way. And, and I hope Roger can use me too and we can work together. And that's, and that's really what it's all about. That's, that's what our ministry has always been about, is tying ministries together, working together to reach people all across this country, around the world. And that's, that's the Great Commission. That's what we are called to do. That's what, you know, when I got saved out there on the highway, uh, August 13, 1995, I was a drug addict, I was an alcoholic, and I just as lost as I could be. And 
I was searching for something that I could grab a hold of, for something that would help me get through life. And I cried out to God, and he saved me right out there on the highway. And I told him that day, I'd do anything he wanted me to do. I'd go anywhere he wanted me to go. I'd say anything he wanted me to say if he would just save me. I said, use me. And he saved me. And it felt like the weight of the world came off my shoulders. And I remember praying that day. I said, God, I don't want to go back and sit in a church and do nothing. Either take me up now or use me. I want to be used. And boy, I tell you, when you, when you pray something like that, God has so much for you to do that you can't keep up. You just can't. You just got to keep on keeping on. He will raise you up to levels that you couldn't even dream, hope, or imagine. If you'll just say, here am I, Lord. Use me. Use me. And, you know, that's, that's been my, my prayer ever since I got saved. Uh, I just wanted God to use me. Do some amazing things with me, and he will do it. He will do it. You, Pastor, you read uh, Philippians uh, uh, chapter 2, verse 9. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that, that at that name Jesus every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. We, that scripture right there, when I heard that scripture, my mind goes back to Tony Mack. Tony Mack was, Tony Mack's the reason I'm standing right here today. Pastor Jeff came to uh, Carmi to meet Tony Mack in uh, 2016, and he'd passed away just about a month before the conference, and he didn't get to meet him yet, but he will. He will. But that's Tony Mack put us together. Tony Mack has put a lot of us together. And I think about Tony Mack's testimony where he's in his, in his uh, prison. He's talking to God, having that conversation with God. And uh, all through the whole cell was nothing but graffiti, uh, gang graffiti and junk on the, on the walls. But he looked up on the ceiling. He looked up on the ceiling. It was blank. And he said he got his pencil out and rolled up a mattress and stood up on that mattress and reached the ceiling and wrote the name of Jesus up there. Because as a little boy, he had heard that Jesus was the name above every name. And he said, that's where Jesus belongs, right up there. He wrote that name up there before he was even saved. And then he went to bed and had that dream of the devil coming down that tunnel after him. And he later he got saved and gave his heart to the Lord, got on fire got out of prison, came to Illinois, and I met him up there in Illinois in uh, 2005, I believe it was. And I was doing cassette tapes. And then we started doing CDs about the time I met Tony Mack. And we got his on a cassette tape and a CD. God has raised us up level by level by level. Cassette tapes, CDs, then podcasts, and then started doing radio programs. God has got so many things for us to do. Now we're, we're moving to another direction. We've got a radio station. We're going to be doing radio programs on our own radio station. 
broadcasting the, the gospel 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Amen. That's powerful. That's, that's my God. He can do things that we haven't even thought about yet. And, and when we think about things, you, you know, uh, this little card right here. Ain't that cool? Looks like a little baseball card, doesn't it? I remember as a little kid <laughs> playing wiffle ball in my backyard. And me and, my, me and my cousin, Duck, we played every day just about. And we would play and we was always the, he was the Cardinals and I was the Yankees. I was a Mickey Mantle fan. And we would play every day. And we would dream about someday being a major league baseball player hitting that home run in the World Series or pitching that shutout or no hitter in the World Series and having our picture on a trading card, a baseball trading card. Well, I didn't get to play Major League Baseball, but I'm in the Major Leagues now. Amen. I'm, work, I'm with God's team, and I've got my picture on a trading card on God's team. And you scan that little squiggly, squiggly line code thing back there, and that'll take you on your phone. You can listen to my testimony, and it'll Bluetooth right into your vehicles. And that's the way we're going to reach the next generation. We got to keep going on. I went to, uh, I've been trying to get people to work with our ministry ever since I began, trying to get churches on board. And you guys have been on board since uh, probably 2016. You guys have been helping us out. You've, I, this is, I don't know, fourth or fifth year I've been up here. And every year you've supported our ministry. Every month you've supported our ministry. And uh, you've been doing that for years. And I appreciate you so much. I, I, I look forward to coming here every year. But I've been trying to get churches to, to work with us and and you would think they would all be on board for stuff like this right here because we're just trying to reach lost people. You know, that's all we're trying to do. And it works in this neighborhood or all across the country. But I went to, I had a, I went to a meeting at a, at a church one time. And I won't mention the church's name, but, and I went to this meeting, had the whole staff in there. They wanted to know about my, the ministry that I do, and, and I told them, and I started talking about the, the CDs, and, and they, oh, well, the CDs are gone. They're dead. Nobody uses CDs anymore. That's the, that's the old way. Nobody's gonna, you're not going to reach anybody with CD. I said, well, there's more to my ministry than just CDs. I, but that was all they could think was the CDs are gone. This was 2017. They weren't gone yet, but they're going now. And I knew that, but that wasn't my ministry. My ministry is reaching people out on the highway, Amen. taking the church on the road to where the people are. That is what our calling is, to go out into the highways and go out in the highways and hedges and compel people to come in so that his house can be saved. I've got some notes here, but... I Ain't none of this in them. So I don't know where I'm at. But uh, the message that I had 
I was going to talk about keeping our focus. And that's what we got to do if we're going to do ministry. We got to be focused. We can't, we can't get scattered all over the place like some ministries do. We got to keep our focus. What's God called us? What has God called you to do? Pastor, you, you're a pastor. Your focus should be pastoring your flock. Trying to reach more people. Some of us are teachers, some of us are preachers, but we're all should be reachers. We got to be out reaching our, our family, our friends, and our neighbors. Amen. Uh, let me read a scripture. I should have done that first. I'm sorry, Pastor. But in Proverbs 18:24 it says, "One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother." And that friend is the one I was talking about. Tony Mack wrote his name on the ceiling. His name is Jesus, and he will stick closer than a brother, and we got to stick close to him. We got to make Jesus our main focus. We got to focus on him and when we focus on him he will use us in ways oh boy that we couldn't even imagine but our focus needs to be on Jesus the national news TV radio newspapers they ain't our friends at best they're unreliable friends and what's the scripture say about unreliable friends one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin I'll tell you, if you spend all your time watching the news, watching TV, watching, reading the newspaper, the gloom and doom and uh, recession and all that, uh, gloom and doom and agony on me is what it is. If we spend all of our focus on that, we lose our focus about what God Amen. has called us to do. We got to, I mean, we need to know what's going on, but man, I tell you, we got to be careful what we put in. We need to put the Word of God inside of us. That's, that's what it's all about. We've got to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, our best friend. He is our friend. I love the Scripture. Uh, and we need to spend time in the Scripture. John chapter 1. I love that Scripture right there. I want to read that to you. John chapter 1 and verse uh, 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended not. We are that light. If we call ourselves Christians, we are the light. We need to be shining our light brightly everywhere we go. Hide it under a bushel? What's the Bible say? No. We got to be that light that shines brightly for all to see. And we have to keep our focus. And our focus has to be on the Word of God and on Jesus. And Jesus is the Word. He is the Word. So focus, focus, focus. We got to put our focus on the Word of God, on Jesus, 
on our family, our friends, and our neighbors that are lost. And we got we to gotta be the ones that go out and reach them. It's, our, it, it's, it's ours to do. We have to get our focus off the negative and focus on the positive. It, it's a choice. Choose to be positive. And we have to make that choice <laughs> several times a day. Several times a day. It's always a choice. In uh, Matthew chapter 14, I've been studying this uh, Matthew chapter 14 for the last couple of weeks. In Matthew chapter 14, it starts out with bad news. John the Baptist is beheaded. Now that, well, that's bad news when that happens. And there's bad news that happens in our families, in our lives. We've all lost loved ones. David just lost his uh, wife and his sister, but he kept his focus. He didn't lose sight of why he was put here on this earth. He, has got, he was sent here to do ministry, and he has been doing his ministry nonstop ever since, or before, even though before. But he hasn't lost his focus. I mean, it's easy to lose your focus when something like this happens. And we can do that. The, the d disciples, when they found out the news, they, they took, in uh, verse 12, it says, the disciples came and took up the body and buried it and went and told Jesus. So what did they do? They ran to Jesus when they heard this. When the bad news comes, we got to run to Jesus. We, he is our comforter. He is our He's our only hope. We have to run to Him. And if we do that, things work out. It's all good. But it's so easy to get our, get our eyes off of Jesus. And when Jesus heard it, He departed by ship into a desert place. And when the people had heard thereof, they followed Him on foot out of the cities. Jesus heard this, and he wanted to get alone with his Father. Prayer, prayer, prayer. Prayer and reading your Bible. That is the, two of the things that we need to be doing each and every day. Every day. We need to read our Word. We need to pray. We need to talk to our Heavenly Father. Get direction from Him. Keep our focus on Jesus. And so when this happened, they... Jesus went forth and saw this great multitude following him and was moved with compassion toward them and he healed their sick. That's verse 14 in, in Matthew 14. He healed their sick. That's what, that's what God does. He has compassion on each and every one of us when we got our focus, when we are following him, when we are pressing in to Jesus, he hears our cries. He, he touches us. He heals us. And then when it was evening, the disciples came to him, saying, I like this, this verse right here, shows you how easy it is to get our focus off of Jesus. Now these disciples were followers of Jesus, and they were right there with him, and they had seen him heal all these people, but yet they lost their focus. They took their eyes off of Jesus for a minute, and they said, this is a desert place. And the time is now past. Send the multitude away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. They got hungry. That's what happened. 
and they thought, well, we need to send all these people away. We need to go find something to eat. It's, it's, man, he's been preaching for how long now? It's, it's, I'm looking at my clock. Preacher, it's time to go lunch. <laughs> A lot of churches do that. About uh, 12 o'clock on Sunday, they're looking at their watch. They've lost their focus. We don't need to lose our focus. When the man of God is in the pulpit, we need to focus on him because he is bringing the word of God. Amen. It's the word of God coming down from heaven and it's for us. And we need to focus on that. But Jesus said unto them, they need not depart. Give them something to eat. I can just see Jesus saying, come on kids. <laughs> we can feed these people. Didn't you see me healing all these people? Don't you know that I am the miracle maker? I can do all things. I think about, I think about God as a father. Jesus is, the, is God. The word tells us that. I think about him being a father. And I think about little children and their fathers. And that's the way I see myself in God. I'm just a little bitty child looking up to God. And many times I get away from trying to do my own thing, but he always pulls me back. Amen. And they say unto him, we have here but five loaves and two, two fish. You know, what, what can we possibly do with that? And he said, bring it to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down in the grass and took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. And they all ate and were filled and they took up fragments that remained 12 baskets full. All the people that had eaten were over 5,000 men, not counting the women and children. So. There's no telling how many people that they fed that day on just a little, basically it was a child's lunch. This little boy had a lunch there. Now he was thinking ahead. He brought a lunch. But they took up all these fragments. That's what happens when we put our focus on Jesus and we bring him our worries, our cares, our troubles, or whatever, we bring it to Jesus, we place it in his hands, it becomes a miracle. God is the miracle maker. When we come to this altar with our problems, if we will leave it there and not drag it back out of here, out of here with us, it becomes a miracle. Jesus is the miracle maker. He is the miracle in our lives if we will allow him to be that. But we have to bring it to him and we have to leave it at the altar. In verse 22, it says, Jesus uh, constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go before him unto the other side. So he sent them away to the other side, his disciples. And then he sent the, the multitude away. And when, when he had set the multitude away, he went up into the mountain apart to pray. He went to be with his father. Prayer, prayer. Prayer. That's the answer. Prayer and focusing on the word. So Jesus went to pray and talk to his father. 
And when evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. That means it was really bad. <laughs> I like that word contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a spirit. And they cried out in fear. Here's these uh, professional fishermen out in this storm. I mean, these were fishermen. These were professional men. I'm sure they had been in storms before. This wasn't their first storm. But this storm was different than anything that they had ever seen. And this storm had these professional fishermen huddled up in a ball crying like a bunch of little girls because they were scared to death. Can you picture it? <laughs> and here comes Jesus. And we've all seen the picture of Jesus walking on the lake with nice smooth glass lake, just walking along there. Right? This wasn't the way it was. It says the wind was contrary. These waves were crashing in on that boat and scaring these professional fishermen to death. So Jesus was out there walking on this water in this storm and it wasn't no easy smooth lake and they was crying and Jesus spoke unto them saying this is what God wants to say to each and every one of us when we come to that point where we're scared to death and we don't know where to, where to turn what to do he's saying it is I be not afraid if we keep our eyes on Jesus, if we focus on Him, He will speak to us. He will tell us, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come unto the water. And this verse right here, is, I love this verse right here. And this is what he's saying to each and every one of us right now. He's saying, come. Come. Get out of the boat. You can walk on water. If we keep our eyes on Jesus, come. God is speaking to each and every one of us tonight to get out of the boat and do the impossible. Because He has something for you to do that nobody else can do. He had something for me to do. When He, when he saved me out on that highway four years later, he called me to do a tape ministry. A tape ministry. And I thought, I can't do that. And that's probably what you're thinking. You can't do what God is calling you to do. But you can. Because you can't, but He can through you. And that's what I finally figured out when God called me. I thought, I can't do this. And I was right. I couldn't. But God could use me to do what He wanted me to do. And when I surrendered, everything just fell into place and I started a tape ministry and I thought, well, if I can just win one person, it'll all be worth it. I remember that first call I got, a truck driver out in Ohio. He'd listened to one of my tapes and there was a song on that tape called Midnight in My Life, a song that I wrote. He said, when I listened to that song, he said, you wrote my life story in that song and I give my heart to the Lord. And I thought, wow, Lord, that's what I asked for. One. 
But Lord, could I just have one more? Just one more. And I've been doing my ministry like that ever since. Just one more. And when Peter was come out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Peter walked on water. We can too. We can do it. But when he saw the wind, boisterous, and that's what happens to so many people. When we, when we start something for God, Satan throws that wind at us and tries to stop us. And he stops a lot of people. Peter was afraid and he began to sink and he cried saying, Lord, save me. And that's all we have to do when, when the storms come at us is cry out to God, Lord, save me. I started a tape ministry in uh, 2000, October 2000. God spoke it to me in 1999 and I, I, <laughs> it took me a year to start the ministry because I knew I wasn't capable. I couldn't do it. But when I realized that I, I couldn't, but he could do it through me, I surrendered and said, okay, Lord, I'll start it. And that's when I started it. In October of 2000, I started a little cassette tape ministry in a, in a Baptist church at home. And in April of 2001, I came into the church on a Sunday morning, and we had a table back there like that with all of our tapes on there. And I walked in there, and the, t the table was empty. And I said, I went, uh, I went to the pastor and I said, what happened? He said, I can't talk to you right now. And so I started asking the other people, and they, nobody would talk to me. There was a trash bag full of cassette tapes sitting beside the table. And then after church, he said, we're not doing this tape ministry no more. And I said, why? He said, I, I, I don't want to talk about it. We're just not doing it. We're not going to do it here. So... I tried. I failed. Perfect place to quit. There's always a good place to quit when God calls you to do something. There's always a place to quit. And I, I remember I was in tears. And uh, I, I called my mentor, Ray Sisk. He lived down in Georgia. The first cassette tape I ever picked up when God spoke to me to start a tape ministry was from Ray Sisk, I-20 for Jesus. He became my mentor. I used to call him all the time asking him how to do something because I didn't know how to do nothing. I still don't. But I still ask people like Roger <laughs> and he helps me. But anyway, I called Ray and I said, Ray, I said, well, looks like I'm gonna have to give up my tape ministry. The church won't let me do it. And Ray said, son, you done put your hand to the plow. There is no place to quit when God calls you to do something. He said, if they won't let you do a tape ministry in that church, then you do it in your house. You do it in your backyard. You do it in your garage. He said, you do it wherever you can. But God has called you to do a tape ministry. You do the tape ministry. And I said, well, okay. I guess I'll do it out of my basement. And so I started making cassette tapes in my basement. We had a tape duplicator that my dad had bought for the tape ministry. My dad wasn't even saved. But he, bought, he seen what happened to me. And he seen that tape ministry. And he bought this tape duplicator for the church to use. 
and I had it at my house and I was using it to make tapes. And the ch somebody from the church came to me and said, uh, you've got our tape duplicator at your house. I said, yeah, that's, my dad bought that. He said, he bought it for the church, it's ours. I said, I'll bring it back. <laughs> There's always a place to quit. There's always somebody fighting what you're doing. But if you take your eyes off Jesus, that's when they win. Amen. But if you keep your focus, if God's called you to do something, do it. Whatever it is, got to do it. No matter what the opposition is, it don't matter. As long as you know that God has called you to do something, you done put your hand to the plow. There ain't no place to quit. So you keep on doing what God has called you to do, and He will, He will bless you in everything that you do. It's pretty clear. God has called us all to do something, and there's no place to quit. Tape ministry, yeah, if I, if I was still trying to do a cassette tape ministry, it'd be over. But God raised me up to a CD ministry. And the church that told me, I, you know, CDs are dead, your, your ministry's over. It ain't over till God says it's over. He can do, he, he can give you ideas like this right here. A radio station. It's all about, it's not about a cassette tape or a CD it's about reaching the lost. God has called me to be a church on the road. When he saved me, I was a truck driver. My heart was to reach truck drivers out on the road. Take the gospel message with me everywhere I went. I'm no longer a truck driver, but my, my heart is still to reach those that are out on the road. It don't matter. I mean, <laughs> they call it a trucking ministry, but it's a whosoever ministry. It's whoever, whenever, and however. That's our ministry. That's what God has called us to do. He's given us ways to do it. Radio. We started radio programs. Now we've got our own radio station. And we got apps and everything. You can download to your phone. You can listen to our programs 24 hours a day. You can share them with people that don't go to church. That's, that's the secret. This is a ministry for people out on the road that don't have time for church. There's a lot of those out there. I used to be one of them. But God got a hold of me. And what happens when He gets a hold of one of them? There's no telling what they can do. So, I want to close with this and give you something to think about. A challenge, if you will. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus Lord, so walk in Him. That's the Word. That's the Word of God. That's what Jesus is saying. If you've received Him, then walk in Him. Rooted and built up in Him, established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Man, we're so thankful that God saved us. My wife's thankful. <laughs> Roger talked about that. Our wives, you know what God says about our wives, don't you? They're helpmates. That's what they're for, to help us. Amen. Amen. So, anyway, one of my favorite movies was called, Oh God. Uh, remember the movie? George Burns played God. Remember that movie? I love that movie. If that movie come on today, I'd sit and watch it. I just love it. 
The first one was with John Denver. He was just an ordinary man, a grocery clerk that God came to and wanted to use in an extraordinary way. That's what God is looking for, ordinary people that he can turn into extraordinary Christians. And then the second one was Oh God Book 2, where uh, God came to this fifth grade little girl and wanted to use her. He challenged her to motivate her friends to get to know God. That's what we got to do. We got to, it's a challenge. We got to motivate our friends to get to know God. How do we do that? We take the church to them. Take it to them. We can invite them all day long. But when we take the church to them, they have to make a decision then. So this little girl, with the help of her friends, came up with a slogan. Think God. Think God. <laughs> That's, they started writing this, think God, on everything. They made posters and stuck them on telephone poles. And they wrote, think God, in the dust of cars. And everywhere you could think of, they was writing, think God. They was doing it so much that they got themselves in trouble. But every time they got in trouble, guess who was right there to bail them out? God. He's always there. When we get ourselves in trouble, He can bail us out. So, my challenge is today, for you, thank God. Every day. Seven days a week. You know, a, a one day a week Christian makes for a weak Christian. That's all it is. We got to be seven day a week Christian. We got to thank God. We got to reach out. We got to touch our family, our friends, our neighbors. And when we do that, we're going to see a move of God like we've never seen before. God is just waiting for us to step out, be bold, and touch somebody else with the light of the gospel. Hide it under a bushel? No. Let your light so shine so that others will see. Without hope, 18 wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track the preacher had read, his words still echoing in the back of my head. I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. Then I called his name. This chance would it be my last Then I saw Jesus hanging on that Here at Lonesome Road Ministries, we're all about others. And we're concerned about you today. If you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Well, if you don't, and you would like to know Him, pray this sinner's prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I believe you died for my sins so I could be forgiven. I receive you as my Lord and Savior, and thank you for coming into my life. Amen. Now, if you've prayed that prayer, we would like to hear from you. Give us a call at 618-383-2107 or 
get us on our website, lonesomeroad.org. been a change I'm not the man I used to be not tell everybody what's happened to me how I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past but I called his name this chance could it be my last then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree and I lifted up my heart from down on my knees today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross broken hearted and lonesome so long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery the foot of the tree Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I'd been lost I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree.